All right, let's turn the Word of God to 2 Chronicles 34. 2 Chronicles 34. 2 Chronicles, some of your favorite, uh, who, whose favorite books to read are second, first and second Chronicles, huh? You just can't wait when you're reading through your Bible, like, oh man, just a, man, you can't wait to get through Second Kings, I can get into Chronicles, amen? Anybody think that way uh, when they're reading their Bible? Just can't wait to get into Chronicles. So most people say, oh, that's where I get bogged down, huh? <laughs> but uh, it's all good, it's all good. What is your favorite book of the Bible? Somebody tell me your favorite book of the Bible. Mine's Ruth, I like Ruth. My favorite book of the Bible. Yes. Genesis. Yeah. All right. Has that been your favorite since in the beginning? For a long time, huh? All right. <laughs> Brother Wood, somebody else. The first and second Samuels? All right. Yeah, those are good. Somebody else's favorite? Yes. John. Big John. Right. Somebody else. Favorite book? Hmm? Or one of your favorite books? Yes, sister. Revelation. Wow. So we got Genesis to Revelation there. Wow. All right. Anybody else? Nobody said Habakkuk yet? Haggai? Amos? All right. Well, good. All right. Second Chronicles 34. We'll read verses 29 through 33. Second Chronicles 34, 29 through 33. Of course, picking up where we finished on Wednesday night with this thought. Second Chronicles 34, 29 through 33 says this, Then the king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests, and the Levites, and all the people, great and small. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. And he caused all that were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin to stand to it. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. And Josiah took away all the abominations out of all the countries that pertain to the children of Israel and made all that were present in Israel to serve even to serve the Lord their God. And all his days they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. Let's pray again. Lord, again, we thank you for your goodness and grace. And uh, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that it's true. You do love us. And thank you, Lord, that when we get saved and we learn more about you, we can say, whom having never seen, Lord, we love. And Lord, uh, we're so thankful that you put that into our heart. But we're glad, Lord, that you first loved us and showed it by dying and shedding your blood and buried and rose again the third day. Lord, I pray that everybody that's here, everybody that's listening, that your, your love, your presence, the reality of who you are and what you are and what you desire to do in and through our life, Lord, would just be so real to us so precious to us that, Lord, we would live in a conscious awareness of these things and realize that if we're saved, we can say, right now, I abide in Jesus. Right now, Jesus abides in me. It is well with my soul. And if, Lord, by chance there's somebody here listening that's not saved, Lord, even though we might be discussing other things, Lord, we pray that you would touch that heart and 
open that heart. Lord, sure, it was great to see Patrick get saved last week, and Lord, it'd be great to see uh, somebody come to know you even today. So, Lord, again, Lord, we pray for those that are on the road. We pray for those with uh, physical. Lord, we pray, we think of uh, Sister uh, Wendy, Lord, with her uh, procedure coming up Tuesday. Lord, please help her to find uh, something out. Lord, we pray even financial needs. We think of those with uh, job situations and other things in that area. Lord, just every aspect of our life, God, help us to trust you with it. Now, again, Lord, teach us through thy word in Jesus' name. Amen. And so uh, we began uh, uh, some lessons on, of course, uh, we're calling them leadership qualities, but really that every believer should have because we want every believer, amen, uh, to be a leader, which again, what, what's leadership? It's just having influence. You say, well, you know, I don't have uh, this position at work. Well, hey, if you even, hey, if you just have influence in somebody's life, even as a parent, grandparent, whatever, Amen. That is uh, a leadership, making a difference in somebody's lives. Now, again, though we're calling it leadership traits, everybody should have them because now God, of course, he doesn't want cookie cutter Christians. Right. You know, of course, we're not all, all the same. I mean, amazing grace sounds good on the piano. Right. <laughs> amazing grace sounds good on the violin. Amazing grace sounds good uh, uh, in the flute, right? In about any instrument, right? So uh, it doesn't matter the instrument, right? It's, it's, it's that song. And so, you know, we're all different. God made us different. But yet it's really letting him be seen through us, right? And, uh, but we should all have the same, even though we're not cookie-cutter Christians, if you will, we should have the same qualities as believers, and we all have Christ in us, amen? So <laughs> there are certain things that should be manifest in uh, all of us. Uh, as believers. And so right now we were talking about, uh, we started on a charisma or like ability, right? That, uh, hey, you know, hey, uh, Christians ought to be likable, right? Be nice, be nice, right? Everybody ought to, ought to be nice. And again, you know, we made this statement. It's not just about the first impression, but again, it's about being real. You know, we want people to know that we're Real, you know, you like to meet people uh, uh, that 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 are real and they're consistent. You know, I've said it a, a thousand times about my friend uh, Brother Crab. When I met him, I'm like, man, who does this guy think he is? There's no way this guy can be real. There's no way anybody's really like that. And then I traveled the world with him. I was with him about every way you can be with somebody. And man, he was who he was who he was. He loved God. He wanted to tell people about God and whoever he was with, amen, he wanted to uh, just be a blessing and encouragement to them. And uh, that's how we should all, you know, want to be, want to be a blessing and encouragement to others and help people along the way. And God, again, wants to use you uh, in that uh, way. And again, we know we're, as we mentioned, we know we're all supposed to witness and get out the gospel, but God wants to help you in other areas of people's lives after they get saved, like we talked about uh, Patrick, when are you going to see Patrick here again today? And, uh, uh, you know, lead people, Lord, but we don't want to just lead people, Lord, and forget about them, right? We want to be a part of their lives, and we want them to be a part of uh, uh, our life. You know, even as, as you, you meet people, if you have a restaurant you go to all the time, you know, try to make a connection <coughs> with somebody. Uh, Brother Wood really likes to go to the clock, so every week we got to go to the clock, right? And so, uh, but, you know, we have this one, uh, we, we sort of know the waitress there, but we have one, Tiffany. 
And, you know, we've been going there. And so we were there the other day. And so I said, I said, Tiffany, I'm glad we got you for a wait- uh, waitress. I said, Tiffany, I want you to, before I, we leave here, I wanted you to write your name and the name of everybody in your family on a piece of paper for me because I want to add your family to my prayer list. And so if you open up my prayer list, the, uh, the, as of the other day, the last names in my prayer list are, are, are Tiffany and everyone in her family. And so, you know, you try to make that connection with you. Say, man, you know, maybe you, you, you can't sit there and give them the gospel and sit there and go through a bunch of things, give them a Bible lesson at work. But hey, just if they know that, hey, hey, there's somebody that wants to pray for me. There's somebody that, that cares about you. Never how know how you, God will use that uh, to make a connections, but making a difference in people's lives. All right. So again, God wants his children to be likable. And again, we use the word charismatic. Remember we said it's okay, even if you're Baptist, to be charismatic. But again, what? Not in the denominational or theological sense, but in the sense of being approachable, uh, caring about people and getting along with them. So the first example we looked at here was uh, Josiah, uh, King uh, Josiah here. We see a great example of leadership. And again, hey, you want to learn about it? You know, you think, you know, being in the military? Well, hey, the Bible is the great book about uh, relationships say, in it, between, uh, between individuals, of course, between husband and wife and in every type of relationship uh, that you'll have to face and deal with, right? You'll find what you need in the Word of God. And so as we looked at Josiah, we found here, right, uh, great things. He was a, Josiah was a wonderful example of a great leader. And uh, that is spiritual. And he had great influence, of course, upon his nation and the people, of course, for the things of God. And the main thing is, it's evident, of course, he had great attributes as a person, right? And that under God's control, and that's the key word there, under God's control, made an amazing difference in people's lives. You can have talent, you can have abilities, but that all needs to be under God's control because that's what will bring it out or that's what will bring it to the next level or that's what will allow those things to be used in the right way to help some, uh, uh, help somebody, being under God's control. And so you say, well, you know, I'm sort of not that way. Well, again, it's not all that we have to be cookie-cutter Christians, but... Amen. Uh, the Lord, hey, don't you think the Lord's approachable? Is the Lord approachable? <laughs> right, He's approachable. And so, amen, if He has control of your life, well, then you should have, uh, people should sense that uh, uh, about you. And so we saw in these verses about Josiah, uh, before we move on to the next one, that he, was a, he liked uh, people to be around him. He liked to be around the people, right? He just didn't send somebody out there to give some speech, Right. But he went out there and he wanted to let people look him in the eye. He wanted to look his people in the eye. And so he called all the people around him and it says great and small. Right. He wasn't a respecter of persons. And uh, and uh, we ought not to be. We ought to care about everybody, anybody we come into contact with, no matter their social status, no matter what their background is. They should know that they've met somebody when they meet you. They've met somebody that cares about them and cares about what's going on in their life. And then we saw here that uh, uh, he, he, was, he was bold. Uh, he wasn't afraid to make his testimony public and share it with people. He shared it with everybody. We see there in verse uh, uh, 31, and he set a good example, right? Again, a great and positive influence on his nation. And again, it wasn't just, as a reminder, it wasn't just about his position. I thank God if God has given you a position of leadership, uh, 
But remember, we, we noticed this. It was more about, if you study this, even though he was, he, God gave him a great position, what gave him the great influence was what more about his person, right? And so, hey, if God gives you that position, hey, that'll make people sort of look to you. But what they should see is, again, your person should be greater than your position. And if you have a position and that's the only reason people are listening to you, right? And they're not looking more to you as a person because of the great person you are or the great Christian witness you are in that position, then you what? You got work to do, right? Uh, because it should be more about your person. And then it says they followed all his days. Then we notice some things in chapter 35, but we're going to move on. But does anybody remember anything about Josiah that we saw uh, uh, some great things about him? What, what do we see in chapter 35? Anybody remember anything? About Josiah? Anything? Yes. Right, right. He the greatest says they had the greatest Passover that ever was. But what led to that? What are some things that uh, he did? And I think again, not just because because he gave his life to the Lord, but he encouraged he encouraged everybody to get in on it. Right. Let me let me go through these quickly. In verse two, we saw it says we see he encouraged them to service. Right. He wanted his people to serve the Lord. He set the example with his whole heart, says with his whole heart, with his whole whole soul. Right. That he dedicated himself to God. So he set the example and then he encouraged his people to serve the Lord. And then when he, when it came to the to, to the Levites, there those that were responsible for carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Right. He said, listen, he said, uh, I, I, why don't you set that uh, thing down and we'll put it. We got a place for that. And so what I saw in that was he cared about their welfare while they served. And then he told them, he told them, hey, prepare yourselves. He said, listen. So what was he saying? Let's not just go through the motions. Let's do it right. And that's what we want to do when we get together as a church or whatever we're doing for the Lord. We don't just want to go through the motions. We want to do it right and we want to do it to the glory of God. And then he said, hey, and prepare your brethren. Hey, listen, uh, as a leader, I'm influencing you. But then there's people you have influence in their life. So go over there and influence them towards the things of God. And so uh, what a what a what a wonderful uh, thing that is that we we see there, and then, of course, we saw in verses 17 and 18 that that says it led to the greatest Passover since Samuel. So what a wonderful thing we see in the life of Josiah. But let's, let's look at another leader, well-known, and we're going over to the New Testament, right? Peter, Peter in the New Testament. Let's turn to Matthew 16, Matthew 16. And we've, we see two very interesting uh, 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 things here, right? It's, a, uh, uh, it's amazing uh, how, how quick things can, can, can change, right, in a life. But Matthew 16, we see, uh, of course, the Lord asks, you know, who do men say that I am? Beginning of verse 13, Matthew 16 says, When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, well, some say thou art John the Baptist. Probably they said that because he was bold. Uh, I mean, uh, some say Elias and, uh, and others, Jeremiah, right? Elias, right? Because he did, he did miracles. Probably Jeremiah because, you know, they saw that he had a tender heart. Jeremiah is known as what? 
the weeping prophet. And so they saw he had a tender heart, so they thought maybe Jeremiah. They saw him do great miracles, so they said Elias. <laughs> they saw his boldness, so they said John the Baptist. But he saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? And just a side note here, that's what matters. Hey, it's great to know maybe what other, hey, what do you think about Jesus? What do you think? But it really comes down, what do you think about Jesus? Do you personally understand and realize who the Lord Jesus Christ really is? You know, I'm, I'm glad, you know, hey, uh, Benjamin, you want to share with me what you know think about the Lord? Hey, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Somebody else want to share? Okay, that's fine, but it comes down, listen, do I understand who he is? Because that's what's going to help me. That's how I get saved. And so, of course, Peter here got it right. And Simon Peter answered, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. What a great testimony there. And I like what the Lord says. And, and, and Jesus said unto him in verse 17, Blessed art thou. Amen. If, hey, if you really know who Jesus is, amen, you are blessed because you know who he really is. Blessed art thou, Simon Bar Jonah. <laughs> blessed art thou. How you like, would you like to hear that, Benjamin? Blessed art thou, Benjamin Mark. Right? For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And boy, you need to pray that. <laughs> When you go out to witness, that's a good verse for witnessing. Lord, I'm the one knocking on the door. You've sent me. Lord, I'm the one talking to this person. But I realize it's not in me to reveal who you are. Lord, I pray through your word and through your spirit as I'm giving it that you would reveal. Amen. Right. That you would reveal to them who Jesus really is and they would uh, believe on him because again he was standing there in flesh and blood so that shows you people say well I wish Jesus would show up if Jesus knocked on my door I'd believe no you wouldn't no you wouldn't Luke 16 what did what, what did, uh, what did uh, Abraham say hey listen if they won't believe the word of God right though one rose from the dead you see so that shows that everybody gets saved the same way right it's always by faith but here Peter gets it right but amazingly, just a few verses down, he really messes up. Look at verses 21 through 23. It says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. And then here, here's where Peter blows it. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. And right then the Lord just blessed him, and now the Lord's rebuking him. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. He was saying that to Peter. And so listen, uh, listen, just because you're getting patted on the back today, man, don't get the big head, right? You could blow it tomorrow. But here, but we see here, and in other places, right, Peter uh, doesn't seem like much of a leader. I mean, you look at these verses and you think of, you wouldn't think much of Peter as a leader. But here's the thing. Once in a while, right, he did get it right. Like we saw earlier, he got it right in this chapter. Other places, he got it right, but he was always the one, right, putting his foot in his mouth. That's why I like Peter. He and I have a lot in common, right? So I try to keep my shoes shine and clean. But here's the thing. Despite that, the Lord saw something in him. The Lord saw something in him, right? As that old uh, uh, uneducated fisherman, the Lord saw something in him and the Lord wanted to use him. 
And so I want you to realize, and I say again to the young people, I want you to know, whatever age and stage you are right now, God sees something in you. Whoever you are tonight, God wants to use you, and God sees them. Despite, hey, people might say, oh, yeah, that's Peter. He's the one always getting it wrong. He's the one always messing up. I'm sure the other disciples joked about Peter. If I'm there, I would have joked about Peter, right? And I'm sure all that. But, you know, here's the thing. It's not about what other people see in you, but hopefully they try to encourage you. But even if they may say something negative about you, God sees something in you. He saw something, amen, and he wanted to save you, and he, 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 called, he put you in his family, and he wants to use you to do something. So that's the great thing. Despite however you may be, God sees something in you. But then in Acts 2.14, hey, on the day of Pentecost, who's the one that got to get up and preach? Acts 2.14, but Peter standing up with the 11, Acts 2.14, but Peter standing up with the 11, lifted up his voice and said unto them, ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. Then, of course, uh, he commenced to preach in there on the day of Pentecost. So we see here that despite, you know, he didn't look like much of a leader uh, those uh, first three and a half years. Yet we see on the day of Pentecost, he's the one that God chose to give up and give the great message where 3,000 people got saved on that day. So he's the one God used on Pentecost because despite his shortcomings, he had a heart for God. And so listen, you may say, well, I'm not as talented as that person. I don't know how to talk like that person. Hey, again, we may not all have the same abilities, but you know what? We can't all love God. We can all love God to the fullest extent. We can all have a heart for God to the fullest extent. And despite all of Peter's shortcomings, he had a heart. And a lot of times, he, that's why he said those things out of zeal, right? Like even in, Acts, even in Matthew 16, why did he say that? A couple other places, oh, no, Lord, man, I'd die for you, all those things, right? I think his heart was right, his intentions were right, because he had a heart for God, and he said those things out of zeal. So he had a heart. And here's the thing. Once that heart was under the control of the Holy Spirit, he became a leader. You see? So listen, you all have leadership potential. There's nobody here, if you will, that doesn't have leadership uh, uh, potential because uh, uh, whatever talents you have or ability you have or don't have, at the end of the day, it's all about just being totally uh, yielded to God. And it's about, about letting him do through you. And that's what happened with Peter, the Holy Spirit. He became a leader among God's people and was used in a mighty way to help and influence others. 3,000 people got saved today. In fact, right? In fact, until Paul came on the scene, Peter was the main guy. Until Paul came on the scene, right? I mean, you look at the book of Acts, the first 12 chapters, who's the main guy mostly? Peter is. Right. Until God, of course, when the change is being made to the Gentiles, then God allows Paul to take the lead because the focus becomes on the Gentiles and the church. Right. Peter was to the Jews and Paul was to the Gentiles. And so that's why the focus switches there uh, in in Acts. So I would say this. May I say this? If the Lord should tarry, if the Lord should tarry. <laughs> And uh, 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 we have no idea, again, the potential that sets in these young people. If the Lord should tarry, we have no idea, amen, uh, the mighty man of God that Sir Robert could be, amen, in 20, 30 years. We have no idea, as we look at, as we look at uh, 
uh, Zach and uh, Joshua and these. We have no idea what God would do in and through their lives. As we look at the, uh, the young lady, you have no idea you sat here tonight. Listen, that's, that's not just, uh, just uh, uh, words. Listen, I, I, I mentioned to you that I, I stopped and talked to a couple uh, young people in my neighborhood the other day. Again, one was 14 and the uh, other brother was a little older. And I said, listen, you have no idea. You're young and you're getting school and all these things. But if you gave your life to God, you have no idea where your life uh, would end up, right? How old are you, Joshua? 20, 20. And here he sits in the house of God. Here he sits. He's already spent several years uh, on uh, the mission field. Zach, how old are you? How old is Zach? Zach is 20, right? Uh, uh, been, been in church and God uh, allowed him to have these good parents and things. And you listen, uh, you, you say, oh, well, they're just sitting here. Let's I, went, I didn't get saved till I was 22. Look, Zach and, and Joshua, you're, you're so far ahead of me. How old are you, Benjamin? 30. I mean, you, you guys are so far ahead of me of where I was at, at, at your age and others. I mean, I wasn't even saved at their age, and yet uh, they know uh, more and a lot and have probably more ability uh, than I had uh, at their age. But listen, so but here's the thing. But when you give that over to God, you turn that over to God, and you have no idea, Right? Almost 40 years later, when you get to be my age, right? Amen. If the Lord should tarry, what, you, what you'll be able to sell, talk about how God used your life, how God used your life and what a wonderful thing that will be. Let's look at, let's look at one more. So listen, again, Peter, everybody looked at him, but hey, once, amen, he was completely under the Holy Spirit's control. He became a great leader among his people. Let's look at one another great example. Turn over to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4, and of course we're looking at uh, Barnabas here, and look, you know, Barnabas was the first one. Who, who, who's the first one to approach Paul? Saul at the time. Right, right. The disciples, the apostles were scared. Oh, no, you think, you think we believe that guy? You think we're going to trust that guy? It was Barnabas that went to him. And then look at verses 36 and 37. And Joseph, that was his name he had, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted, the son of consolation, a Levite and of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now Again, here he's called the son of consolation. What, is, what does that word mean? Right? That's son of consolation. Right? Well, it means exhortation, encouragement, comfort. Amen? And notice, he was called that. That's not the name Mama gave Who gave him that? His peers gave him that name. His peers gave him that name because that's the testimony he had among his peers. Right? That he was someone who liked to encourage people. He's someone who liked to comforted people. He was someone who liked to reach out to people, right? He was likable. He was a likable guy. And so they gave him this name by the apostles. He was surnamed. That word surname means that he was given the additional name. They gave him this additional name because that was his testimony. 
Well, let me ask you this question. If you were given an additional name by your fellow church members, what do you think it would be? Anybody, anybody want to be bold enough to say what they might, what they might call you? Huh? What might, uh, what might your fellow believers uh, call you if they, could, if they could come up with a name, if they're not afraid to say it to your face? Come on, come on, you gossip. No, come on. Huh? Huh? What would they call you? Well, I came up with a surname for Ari. I had to pick on somebody, Ari. And you know what I call him? I called him, I called him the son of there. That's my, that's my new name for you. The son of, he was called the son of Constellation. He's the son of there. Why? Because you know what? Ari's always there. Every time something's going on, right? Who's there? Ari's there, right? And that's a good testimony, right? Right? So if you, you know, if you can't remember Ari, just remember son of there, right? He's the guy that's always, every time something's going on at church, right? To me, if nobody else is going to be there, the son of there is going to be there. Amen? He's always, I mean, every time I, he, he was here the other day working on something. I didn't even know he was in the building. If you're at the, if you're, you know, if you're in the church somewhere, just knock on my door and say hi. Because if I hear you, I'm going to track you down and say hi. That's my, that's my personality, man. I got to see people face to face, right? I'm like, what are you doing here? Oh, I just got done working on something. Okay, well, okay, thanks for letting me know uh, you're in the building. But he's always, hey, men's prayer breakers, who's here, right? Who's here at, you know, 6.37 in the morning getting ready for that? He's there. Whatever's going on, something needs to be worked on, something needs to be done. Even when they had the thing here yesterday, who was the first one here, right? The son of there was there, right? And see me, that, that's a good testimony. That's a good testimony. If you want to know what I think of you, ask me later. All right, just joking, right? But hey, what a wonderful thing. What a wonderful testimony that is. And so Barnabas had that t- testimony. You see, Barnabas was yielded to the Lord and had a great ability to be a blessing to others. That's why he was always getting sent out to be a blessing to others. Look over at uh, Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11, when they needed to send somebody to be a blessing to new believers. Uh, Acts chapter 11, beginning in verse 20. I know we've seen this about him before, but notice this as a reminder. Uh, Acts 11, verse 20, it says, And some of them were men of Cyprus and of Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas. There it is. They sent forth Barnabas, right? The, the exhorter, the encourager, the comforter, the one that cared about people, the likable guy that he should go as far as Antioch, who, when he came and had seen, look at this, and had seen the grace of God. Wasn't that a wonderful thing? When God is moving in such a way that you can see it, they saw the grace of God in these people's lives. That's what we want. When people come into our church, man, what a nice church. Man, those people are so likable. They're so friendly. You know what they're seeing? They're seeing the grace of God in our lives. They're seeing the grace of God. Was, it, was, it, was I that way uh, before I got saved? Well, not, not to the same degree. Sure, I like to talk to people, right? But did I care about people? Well, no, God put that in my heart. God put, why? Listen, God put us together. And so we want people to see the grace of God and was glad. Here it is, and exhorted them all. Of course he did. He's the son of consolation. He exhorted them all. And he looked around and said, what's Ari doing here, right? That's right. He was there. And that with purpose, look at this, that with purpose of heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. That's oh, that's our desire. When people get saved, you see, they'd already gotten saved. So he came down to encourage them. 
Boy, when people get saved, after they get saved, you know what we need to do? Hey, Patrick. Hey, Zach. With purpose of heart, we want you to cleave to the Lord from now on. That's what you tell people after they get saved. What do I do now that I'm saved? Now that you're saved with purpose of heart, you need to cleave to the Lord. For he was, look at this, for he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added to the Lord. What a great testimony he had, this son of consolation. You see, he comforted and encouraged them. So as we think about this thought, we see here uh, three great leaders, all three were great leaders. All three were under the control of God, right? Totally uh, under the control of God. And so they were what? Great leaders. But why were they great leaders? Because they were great people. They were great people. Amen? Because they, 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 they you see, the, the, the Holy Spirit showed through and Christ showed through in their lives. So here we've seen three great leaders who, though different, were charismatic or likable, if you will, and good with people. But of course, the main factors, the main factors, again, were their heart for the Lord and yielding to his lordship and leadership. Well, we don't speak too, too much on the lordship, amen, <laughs> the lordship of Christ. He needs to make sure he's lord of right. to the lordship and leadership of Christ. And they all had a great impact in the lives of others for the Lord. And, and that's what we want to be used for. All three leaders, of course, they had the truth on their side, and that's what they passed on to people. And, of course, the truth was the foundation of what they were trying to accomplish, right? They wanted to influence people's lives, not so that people would think some of them, but, amen, to help those people along the way in their relationship with God. What did it say about Josiah? With all of his heart, with all of his soul. Right? And what did he want for his people? With all of his heart, with all of their heart, with all of their soul. Peter, when he, amen, when the Holy Spirit got to him, what was he saying? Hey, you need to give all your heart and amen, all your soul and all you are to Jesus Christ. What did Barnabas exhort people? With all your, he, he, God had all of his heart and all of his soul, and that's what he exhorted to people. And boy, we want God, I pray, I hope you, that's your desire of your heart, that he would have all of your heart and all of your soul. Amen. And that's what you exhort people. Amen. For people, we want to see people get saved. And then we want to see them, amen, with all purpose of heart to cleave to the Lord. All leaders had the truth on their side. It was the foundation of what they were trying. You see, even though all leaders, right, in the formal sense, had different uh, 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 formal uh, uh, positions of leadership, right? I mean, Peter wasn't a king. Barnabas wasn't a king. But yet they were leaders because, again, leadership Right and influencing people when you're surrendered to the Lord is more about your, your person, amen, as the Lord has control of your life than any position. So, hey, you, you, you may never uh, uh, have a position, if you will, of leadership, but you can always be a person of, amen, by letting the Lord have control of your life and letting him work through you to influence people for Christ. But all had a great impact, again, because their real authority, again, wasn't some position or ability. It was not based solely on a title. You see, again, it was more on their person as they were yielded to the Lord. So let me finish with these questions. You know, well, you may be in a leadership position. I mean, I think of, of Joseph. God, you know, the Lord's given him a position of leadership at his work, and maybe some of you. But 
even in that, do you lead out of desire, a desire to help others? And what is the foundation of your desire to help others? Is it one, for God to have his way in your life, for him to get glory in your life, and to bring others to Christ? Are you focused more on the people or you focus more on the agenda? Not just in, and even in the ministry, you know? Uh, it worries me when even a pastor, you know, sometimes I see pastors and sometimes even they can get focused more on an agenda than they are the people. That's good to have an agenda. Amen. But uh, uh, people always need to become first uh, as a as a as a Sunday school teacher or whatever your position might be. Amen. Is it more about the agenda or is it more about the people? You say, well, you, Christ came to the earth with an agenda. And what was that agenda? That agenda was Amen. For people, for people. So do you feel the Lord would have you, do you feel like the Lord would have you work on anything or do you need to work on anything concerning your, amen, if you will, personality traits or the way that you deal with people? And do you see any area where you can improve or maybe that you need to, amen, let the Lord have more control with or maybe help you with, amen, that you might be a better influence for him, amen, and make better connections with people in trying to reach them the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray.